Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. Uh, today we have a very special guest, and when I say special, I mean uh, special. I was going to say, do you say that about everybody? You I have? do. It's just, it's oh, today we have that. We have to say that we've been doing this for over a thousand episodes. Yeah. Today we have the specialists of guests. Yeah. Uh, is it special, or is it just who agreed to come on? Well, I only allow <laughs> special people to come on the show in the first place. That is true. Uh, so, which is why I've been delayed. Jared Taylor. Yeah, it took you a while to get special. <laughs> I don't know what the requirements are exactly, but um, you had to protect the dignity of the show. Well, I'm on it, so I don't know that that's a concern because <laughs> yeah. I have very little, if any, dignity to speak of. Um, What's the point of dignity anyway? Um, I think dignity is is to protect your own insecurity, right? I believe so. Dignity is a is an inward feeling about how other people feel about you. I'm not sure that's necessarily a good thing to entertain, right? No. I think we um, should we should do away with it. Yeah, outlaw dignity. Burn the books. Put that on twenty twenty four. That's put that on a yeah. list. <laughs> um, well, we're both on lists. A variety of lists already. I don't know if we need. To we're on more. plenty of lists. Yeah. Um, so the purpose of this show is, well, I, I guess the the synopsis. If I had to do an elevator pitch, is that you can either bitch and moan about your rights and wait around for somebody else or some group to secure them for you. And you will be a subject to those people because they get to define what your rights are and how they're exercised, or you secure your own rights. And then you're a citizen. That's why I named it that. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, the, the premise behind, I will go with the book starship troopers. Yeah. 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 Where you were not born with rights. Mm -hmm. You had to earn them. Yeah. I, I've been in a Twitter spat about that today, actually. With some, with uh, whom? Some, some. Uh, I think her name is the redheaded libertarian or something like that. Oh God, she's. You know, like there's a. I think there's a YouTube channel about this, right? <laughs> I I'm sure there is, but it's it's always funny and ironic to me that pretty much anybody with the word liberty or libertarian in their name has no idea what no, either mean no concept you know I mean? of liberty. So her, she she went on this long diatribe about the 19th Amendment, which was um, what allowed women to vote and how you know, it kind of went downhill from there because of overrepresentation of people who don't necessarily contribute economically. Hmm. Uh, and it kind of harkens back to the origin of voting in America, which was um, from 1789 until 1870 or so, you had to be a land owning person. You had to own land. And in and of itself, that isn't necessarily the worst thing I've ever heard of because having stake in the game to get a vote is something I agree with you on the stuff. No, like you're saying it, economically, like, like you're saying that, that someone that has never actually paid a tax mm -hmm. had to pay into taxes. Someone that has right. always their whole life, especially in our generation. So mm -hmm. our generation ex has experienced this. So they don't have a clear view of it. Yeah. If you've, if you've done nothing but receive a tax return, like yet, yet your vote is equal to somebody that's paying 10 X hundred X a million X to that. Like you're, you're saying that's unfair. Sure. Like, yeah. And, and it is to some degree, I agree with the premise that you should have stake in the game. Yeah. Right. But I don't think pro property ownership can't be the solution. And here's why, because you and I as property owners could leverage our authority as voters against people who are not property owners to prevent them from ever becoming property owners. Yes. And that is, uh, that's, you, that is completely unacceptable. Meaning 
we could set the barrier to entry super high for property ownership, or we could set uh, property taxes, for example. These are just, just, just a couple of examples why it won't work. We could set property taxes prohibitively high. So people, even if they did manage to get into the property owner class, would get expelled from it soon. And then, you, then you've created it. a de facto yeah. aristocracy, right? Yeah. You can't do that. But civic service, not necessarily military service, but civic service of some sort as a prerequisite for voting, I'm into that. 100%. Because you can start that in high school at like age 14, 15, or 16. And by the time they're 18, they've, they, you've actually yeah, contributed to had America. multiple lanes that you were yeah, able yeah. to become a citizen. Yeah. Uh, I think a good, a good issue that you could use as an example for this is the, the whole college forgiveness thing. So, okay, you've got, you've got students that are out of college not finding good work that are in a ton of, of, of college debt, right. voting for the United States government to ex completely wipe out that debt. It's a good, it's a good question. And here it is. Here's the question in plain language. Does it serve the country? Does it serve the, the betterment of all human beings inside of this country for people to vote on their very disparate own self-interest? I'm not sure that that is a no, good idea. Not right? at all. Like, like, because again, it's, you're voting for something that only affects you in a positive mm. manner, not for something that is going to take away from somebody else. Because again, this isn't magic. You don't vote for it and then all of a sudden it yeah. disappears yeah. in thin yeah. air. Right. Something has to be sacrificed for that entire thing to be paid for. And it comes down to, well, why did we, why did we allow colleges to become the businesses that they were in essence of raising these these prices for things that mm. aren't necessarily useful for the society yeah. and then charging insane amounts for them and again like, like where does some of this stuff come from it's almost as if like a college is a business yeah. but we treat it under it, the education system it, and it yeah. follows a different set of rules which why but well <laughs> it's a good question i mean what you're pointing out is why um why public institutions don't work because there's no there's no competition that maintains uh, price security, right? So if we were only, if, if we only had privately run education institutions and particularly in, in secondary education, then those who did, so here, just from some background data, the average college professor salary relative to inflation has gone up about 30% in the last 30 or 40 years. Yeah, but what is the average college tuition? Right, the, the, the average admin cost for colleges has gone up 2000%. Okay. See, there's so, the problem like DEI and, uh, uh, therapists and fucking middle managers and all this stupid shit. The reason that Facebook has laid off 10,000, 25% of their workforce in the last four months is, is that it's like all this superfluous nonsense and the private end in the private market. If all these, uh, institutions were private, then parents, especially, but even the kids who sign up for these loans would, and, and the banks who secure the loans too, because they don't want defaulted loans, yeah. even though you can insure them with like Lords of London and shit like that. You don't want those defaulted loans. All of these market mechanisms would work against predatory lending and, and, and predatory pricing in the industry. That's the whole reason that it exists. Right. But when you take that out and you have publicly backed loans, now you're in fucking trouble because yeah. the government is, the government wants to appear to succeed and it'll spend whatever amount of money it needs to spend to appear to succeed because it's a bad luck to not succeed. And that's, you're subsidizing incompetence at that point. And that's what the American education system is. No, I've never taken out a student loan 
does the bank require like your history? You're like, 18 years old. What history well, do you have? Yeah. I mean, grades, things like that. Like, do, does no. the bank require grades no. or a student loan? No. Okay. So, well, that's not true. Sometimes they do require, um, I, I've, I've seen some loans that in the second, third and fourth year of the loan, they, to, to keep getting tranche that you have to maintain well, that's, a I mean, GPA that's, or something. That's, yes. If I'm loaning somebody money, specifically mm -hmm. a child, I'm going to want to know, like, is this person going to pass college and go on to secure mm -hmm. a job or is this just a, a fuck all, a fuck all. Yeah. But it, it's a mirror of the banking industry in America. They know they're not going to fail because the government won't allow it. Right. Yeah. So in, in, in public education, they will take your loan and the bank will secure the loan for you. Uh, the same way that we went about handing out subprime mortgages throughout the early two thousands. Right. Which is to say, we're going to get our money either way. It's either going to be from a federal bailout or from the user. So fuck it. Why not? Yeah, right. We'll just say yes to everybody. Yeah. So what was her argument? Um, <coughs> the, that, that's the argument that, uh, well, one, the 19th amendment allowed women to vote. So she's not, she, she's making a case against that because a lot of people at the time, most women at the time were not working. They oh, were. So she's making a case against women voting. Right. And, and it's, it's like just hot take Twitter bullshit is yeah. what it really is. But then, you know, Somebody of course wants to get some traffic. Yeah. She's, it's a female. So people are simping for her and her stupid ideas. <laughs> I'm just like, no, that's dumb, dude. That's, are you fucking serious? There, there's no, there, there is uh, we have a hundred years of economic research that shows that the economic empowerment of women, which is to say 51% of most populations is a, is generally speaking a boon for any economy. And it, of course it is right. You have, Double the production. You just doubled now. the workforce. Yeah. But <clears throat> people see all these other ancillary negative uh, actions going on reduction of liberty, uh, a dumber, more ambivalent or complacent voting class as somehow evidence that we should reduce the amount of people that vote. Never making the suggestion that we should improve the voter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's dumb. It, it doesn't make or, any sense. Or improve the messaging to the voters. Sure. Yeah. Like there is a yeah, lot yeah. of you know this, and this is where our adversaries have have gotten really smart and learned how to utilize our very own constitution against us mm -hmm. by saying, "Oh wait, they've got the First Amendment over there. We could use that mm -hmm. against them. Yeah. Like we can pay for for propaganda. We yeah. can pay for articles <laughs> to be written." and put out and published. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think, I don't think a lion's share of people understand that, that like, yeah, when you're reading something, well, Yuri Bezmenov was pretty clear about how this was all going to happen in an interview he did in the fucking early 1980s. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, he's a former KGB officer, intelligence officer. And he was like, just went through the process of how, he was exactly. like, here's how we're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and it's the, the first and most important step is to, um, eliminate, national pride that's the first step make people either not proud generally or embarrassed to be part of a certain organization and then they won't instead of acting in the best interest of, of the, the organization. organization and those people they'll act in the best interest of whatever faddish cause du jour is is going on right now i support the current thing and that's kind of where we are politically right yeah. now not just on the left by the way no. the right's the same way they'll jump remember like just 
in-group, out-group bullshit and people will attach themselves to whatever dumbass cause is going on at the time. And look, it, it is, <clears throat> there's some nobility to that effort. It's a good thing that people feel compelled to do something or at least say something or feel a certain way. That's good. That's a, that's a good thing to Yeah, but have. I think social media has poisoned it because of what it's done is it, it, it makes it disingenuous. Sure, people yeah. are announcing a charge of some sort of position mm -hmm. just for the sake of jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, and you get I mean, all you get you get all the praise and dopamine and social status without actually having done to any doing work. anything. Yeah, you, other than oh, I just put a Ukrainian flag. Yeah, in yeah. My, and then and I posted a Ukrainian flag, and now I've got all the engagement going on mm -hmm. from both sides. Yeah. And whatever side I chose, I get to team up with. Mm -hmm the the crowd you know the 50 percent that are backing me mm -hmm. and we all get to hate you know hate the other 50 percent that are that are against me and this is our position despite the fact the, despite the fact that i have done zero research mm -hmm. zero like like dove into no information or data yeah. about the situation yeah just i just decided it because my post, yeah. favorite celebrity yeah. said it first yeah well two things on that one having a favorite politician is like rooting for the fucking umpire it doesn't make any sense. That's not a team to vote for, to, to root for, rather. Uh, the second thing is it must be, for these people that engage in that kind of facile bullshit, it must be extremely demoralizing because from their perspective, they feel like they're doing a lot, right? But they're not actually doing anything. And yeah. as such, there are no results because, there's, <laughs> because nothing's getting done. So you can imagine, you've been in, we've all been in situations like this, whether it's the military or our workplace or, or whatever, where... We feel like we're doing a lot, but nothing's getting done. It's super demoralizing. But people don't realize that the reason is because they're not actually doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're super concerned about the plight of black people in urban areas in America, especially if you're a person of, of wealth or privilege, take your wealth and privilege there and help them start businesses so they can emancipate themselves from the Democratic Party who has been dangling just enough money to get by over their heads for the last 60 years. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good way to do that. But instead, let's just put fucking BLM, hashtag BLM. Yeah, no, that's all I need to do. I just got to wear the t-shirt. I got to wear the hat. Like, see, when I see business owners or finance people with that shit going on, I'm like, dude, how many businesses have you, how many, how many times have you gone into uh, uh, the black neighborhoods in, in America that are struggling with this stuff or the coal mining neighborhoods that are getting ripped apart in Ohio and West Virginia right now and said, hey, you know what? Your industry is kind of fucked right now, but here you guys clearly have some skills. Let's turn these skills into some kind of new business, and here's the money and planning to do it. How many of them have done that? The answer is zero, <laughs> yeah. not one, right? And I, that would be a really interesting thing to happen because I haven't seen anything like that before. The, the closest thing I guess I've seen is probably LeBron James building all those schools in inner cities, but you know that's, <clears throat> that's only one step because – while you can get $150,000 to go to college from any bank in America, try as an 18-year-old to have a business idea and find $150,000 in capital yeah. to start your fucking business. It's not happening. It's not, and there's a 0% chance you're getting that unless it's from a family or friend, family member or friend. And that, how, I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> that's, how we, that's how we roll in America. There's a saying... Um, solve problems don't get out the vote right it's like uh there's no money in the cure it's the same thing right we, yeah. we do this in every institution we have in, in this country we 
try to turn we keep everything at 70 percent. we try to we try to turn people's pain into an industry but yeah. the industry can only persist if the, the pain, pain never there. stops yeah you know what i mean <laughs> how fucked up is that it's really fucked up i mean it's it's the it's the other side though of trying to try or the position of trying to say that anything was perfect, trying to say that capitalism was perfect. No, there are there are incredible shortfalls of capitalism. Anytime there's a human being involved, there's yes, going to be a shortfall, exactly. right? It's just the way it is. But that doesn't mean just, you throw the baby out with the bathwater. You find a way to solve the problems, right? That's what we do here in America specifically is we solve problems. Well, we did. Yeah, but we, we, we used to. I mean, you just look at, you know, I feel like the technology strides that we made in from the forties to the sixties were incredible because and it was we took just risks will and effort and risk. Yeah. While stealing a bunch of German science Nazis was pretty risky, that I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's a risk. I'm talking about like, we weren't afraid to fail. Oh yeah. Like we were, we were in a race and we wanted to win. Mm. So we were taking risks where now everyone is, I mean, I heard yesterday that 175 isn't marching in the St. Paddy's Day Parade in Savannah. Why? Because, oh, there's just too much risk. What's the risk? <laughs> it's a bunch of God fucking rangers. Knows. Who knows what? what By the way, that's, that's been happening since like, the 1970s. It's just, it's, it shows how weak our military leaders have become. Mm. Because they, there, there, there is no longer a, a a backbone that's just like no, we're we're gonna do that. Like, I do, let me let me ask you this, and I don't I don't even mean this rhetorically. I'm genuinely asking: Do you think it's that they don't have a backbone, or do you think that the mission priority has changed and they're ex like? Because honestly, I think as a military leader, it does take some backbone to do some stupid like gay ass shit like that to be weak in public to seem weak in public as a military commander, I think you're risking a lot by doing that. Even if it's just your own pride, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if the mission priority is safetyism, which is to say risk mitigation to like a pathological level, which is what we're seeing in the military now, then they're just doing what they're being told to do. Yeah. But I've also seen a, a, a direct reduction in, in leaders ability to, to, to be stern and firm. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like yep. there is almost a, on a daily basis, I have to, I have to ask people the question. Yeah. But are you right? Well, yeah, I'm right. Well then why wouldn't you stay on this? Why would you just roll over when the one ring above you tells you no? Yeah. Your job, if you're is, right. Your job as a leader should be to, find other leaders at your level who are on the same page as you and in unity, deliver that message upward. That's your job, right? Not to just be a lone voice. Don't be angry old man shouting at the clouds, Yeah. but gain a consensus, have a conversation with the other lead, the other battalion commanders, the other brigade commanders, the other division commanders, whatever it is and say, Hey, what we're doing right now is not working. Here's why we need to go talk to these people about it. Because if four generals walk into your room and start making a point, you're not going to say no. I yeah. don't care how bullheaded of a fucking president. Exactly. Or, that's what I mean. But yeah. th that's what, that's where we lack. Yeah. We lack in the fact that they don't want to sell their case. They don't want to show their work. They don't want to say, Hey, this is going to make us, this is going to make us weak. This is going to make us fail. We cannot play these games. Mm -hmm. Like we, at the end of the day are the defense of this country, there is no gray area. 
<laughs> yeah, but I wonder. I wonder what we have. The, careerists. You've got it's it's politics, right? I mean, you how do you how do you? <clears throat> I don't know how you deal with that. I mean, our our political system is kind of fucked, so maybe it just trickles down. But it used to be that the military was kind of the last bastion of meritocracy you know of, I mean? of do what is right. Yeah. Cause if you don't, then people die. Yes. Uh, now we just blame other things for the deaths instead of or plug them. our ears and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Like the, uh, Afghan <laughs> pullout, the 13 people that died in Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah. That is just completely, we had two different one. We had a sniper team on that dude. Uh, and two, even before that, tier one operators were tracking that dude fucking two miles away. But we're told we not, asked for an airstrike and they said no. And then we asked to fucking shoot the guy and they said no. And I think it was. Um, Everybody said they didn't know who could make that call. Any Anybody can make I that know. call. You should have just made the call. Yeah, you should have. He should have shot him, right? You know what? I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but that, the sad part is, is then we would be watching his trial right now because we don't have any leaders with fucking backbone anymore. And you know what? The one that stood up and said, hey, you guys are kind of fucked up and you're not being held accountable. Accountable, mm. Like they fucking pushed out real quick. Yeah, they weren't th thrilled about him. And, uh, you know, so the, the Marine Corps guy, what was his name? Brad Whited. Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited uh, is just, here's what he did, right? For, and I've heard this from multiple sources. He got... The question from the staff sergeant, scout can sniper, engage? can I engage? Yeah. And he said, I don't know, I'll check. And then he fucking never checked. Or if he did, he never got back to the guy and then 13 Americans died. And then the same time, the other battalion commander who was on scene is Timothy Kleisner from the 82nd, 1st Brigade 82nd. Um, he doesn't like me because I keep calling him out in public. <laughs> Great. I'm not sure what the fuck his plan is. Yeah. Because exactly. I, mean, I don't then, report good, to you, then, bitch. Then, then fucking get on a microphone and defend, show your work, bud. Yeah. Like, he, what are you calling him out for? He, for, so when, uh, when Tim Kennedy and a bunch of other people, private contractors at the time, although Tim is still in the National Guard, but he was a private contractor, uh, at least for the sake of this conversation, was cruising in and out of uh, HKIA with Afghan personnel that had worked for the U.S. military. And we had <clears throat> a very complex mechanism for identifying who these people were. Triple blind, right? So you had to identify yourself, you had to have paperwork from somebody legit, and then you had to meet in a specific location that was delivered through secure comms. So triple blind, three, three rung. This is how it's done in the intelligence community, triple blind, right? The people that were being let through by the conventional forces on the base, who the fuck knows who they were? No fucking clue. They didn't have a list. <laughs> but Tim and his team, it wasn't just Tim. Tim wasn't even the leader of this shit. He, was just, he just happened to be, he just had to be the most famous person there. Yeah. So forget about Tim. But uh, uh, the guys who were driving in, you know, he, I guess Kleiser was embarrassed by how incompetent he was yeah. and got mad that somebody was showing him up. Right. That's, that's really hate, what it was. I, I hate people like that. Yeah. It's like if, if somebody shows up and you're trying Support to accomplish them. a mission and they're doing it they're better effective. than you, then just start doing what they're doing. Yeah. Like, Hey dude, what can you open up these comms channels so we can clear this crowd out a little bit and find more people that we need to talk to? Cause everybody in the middle East has a cell phone. As a matter of fact, I think everybody in the middle East may have had a phone before everybody in America did. You remember Iraq and like oh, yeah. between 2007, well, even the, the first one when you were in 05 in Mosul, which is the middle of goddamn nowhere. You know what I mean? 
There were more people there. Wasn't there wasn't as many there as there was with, with 07. 07, 07 everybody. Boom, yeah. Everybody had a phone. Everybody had porn on their phone, <laughs> interestingly enough. Interesting enough. But yeah, it's like a, a good leader, a good commander will see the success of his subordinates or, or ancillary components and fold that into his mission or her mission, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's, how, that's how leadership works. Oh, no, it's changed. Now it's, it's all about me. How is that supposed to be successful? <laughs> well, it wasn't successful. And 13 people died. <laughs> right. But I, even, even this, this is um, by no means an isolated incident, but that is a very specific incident. But even more broadly speaking across the force. Yeah, but the fact that they're like, <laughs> how much have we had to fucking hear of the January 6th committee? Where's the fucking HKIA committee? Yeah, it's, like, I, you would think that? it's coming. Where is he? And you know what? This goes to the top because, you know, we can't put all the blame on our fucking mid-tier commanders. Yeah. They're trying to fucking, they are trying to fill, you know, heal bullet holes with, with they've got nothing but sand. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, to, to Kleisner and the 80 seconds credit there, they were deployed as the DRF-1, which just... That, that is a contingency. Yeah. That is not a standard deployment rotation. No. That, that's a breaking case of emergency. That's a, oh, fuck, we need yeah. 3,000 people. A bunch of psychos and, and baggy pants and fucking maroon berets are coming to kill people. That's what that is. It's not like, hey, we're going to go secure uh, this compound while people exfil. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we, we didn't even do a legit airfield seizure. But yeah, I mean, to your point, the... All the stuff that led up to that, which is I not mean, you, holding you the can, Taliban accountable. The fact look that... At, even something like Waco, <clears throat> you've got multiple agencies with their hands in the pie, all demanding that they're in charge and you got to listen to them. And this was like, well, you know, Waco times a million. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you had every agency, the CIA, mm -hmm. the DEA, state the DIA, ran the whole state fucking thing. Fucking, too. Like, Any, anytime the state department is in charge of something, it's fucked from the beginning. <laughs> right. Because that's all they do. They, they fuck it up. Yeah, they they. They think that uh, <coughs> they have like special powers or some shit to predict the future. Like, here's our execution plan, and then it's going to produce this result. The State Department hasn't been right about anything in a long ass time. You know what I mean? The last time, th think about like the hostage crises we've had over the years. 79, we couldn't get our students out of Iran. You know who got them out? Jesse fucking Jackson got them out. And it was only to embarrass the president. It's the only reason they even agreed to it. You know what I mean? The State Department couldn't do anything. The battlefield preparation they did in Iraq, where they sent State Department guys, since we couldn't fly in from Turkey, Turkey wouldn't allow us to use their airspace. They sent State Department dicks up there to do battlefield preparation in the northern part of the country. And how, how friendly were they in to crit <laughs> to U.S. forces when we came in? Like, what? No, sir. They, they, they wanted to send people in to prep the battlefield in a city where Saddam Hussein grew up. <laughs> what was the big plan there bud you know what i mean like i, I don't understand there's not enough you, you can't spend enough money in the world to fix that problem oh man very bizarre to me yeah this episode of citizen is brought to you by black rifle coffee company join the black rifle coffee club and get fresh roasted freedom delivered straight to your door black rifle coffee company is veteran operated and supports america's military law enforcement and first responders Get premium coffee delivered every month. Choose your favorite roast, rounds, and delivery schedule anytime you like. Members also get free shipping and access to exclusive partner discounts. The best value you're going to get from Black Rifle Coffee is the coffee club. As again, 
you can choose the roast, whether you're like light, dark, or medium. You can choose the texture. You can choose whether you want uh, ground coffee, whether you want to grind it yourself and get whole bean, or if you use a Keurig and you want the coffee rounds and the delivery schedule with a wider uh, array of options for that. Get 20% off your first order with the code CITIZEN. So go to blackriflecoffee.com, sign up for the coffee club, use the code CITIZEN, and get 20% off your first order. This episode of Citizen is also brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Right now, Ghostbed is offering 40% off Ghostbed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. For everything else, 30% off if you use the code drinking bros at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. If you get the uh, 40% off deal, if you use the 40% off bundle deal, you're going to get uh, a mattress and all your stuff, your base, your sheets, your pillows, all this stuff for about 30 to 35 bucks a month. They've got a zero down, 0% financing plan for up to 60 months, six zero months, that's five years, uh, about the lifespan of the average bed. So it works out great for you, works out great for uh, the company. So go check it out. Go to ghostbed.com for slash drinking bros. Whether you're in the market for a bed, uh, an adjustable base, whether you just need sheets or pillows or any of that stuff, they got the best, the mattress protector, the weighted blanket. They have everything you need there, 30% off everything. Use the code DRINKINGBROS at ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINGBROS. Or if you need that adjustable base as well and the mattress, get the bundle and everything else you add onto that deal is 40% off. Yeah. So from uh, from here, here's something. People think people seem to think that leadership, especially these days, and it's weak leadership, you've seen it in the military as much as I have, is giving orders and punishing disobedience and even rewarding obedience but that's just the tip of the iceberg in my opinion it's like the the real crux of leadership is holding yourself to the same standards as everybody else right yeah task condition standard is is completely irrespective of rank or privilege this is the task here are the conditions under which you have to perform that task here's the standard to which you will perform it that's As, why when you go to ranger school, they take your rank off. You know what I mean? Especially now in the information age that we're in. Like you no longer can expect to be a good leader if you are not showing that you're held to the exact same standard mm -hmm. and doing the exact same thing. Because pe people just, we're just too far in the future now. It's no longer, you know, I'm a lord and you're, and you're a peasant yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're going to do this because you just have this ingrained fear in you that, that I am mm. more powerful somehow. No, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like, but, and the standard has also been changed. The standard used to be, uh, you know, accountability, brotherhood, excellence, so on and so forth. And now the standard, yeah, the core values yeah, of yeah. every service have completely, yeah. they, they might as well kiss them goodbye. I mean, they you still know, have they, them up on the fucking poster on the wall, but, but the, the real core standard is what do I have to do to maintain my job now and then get my better job in the future? Right. <laughs> yeah. And careerism in the military is look, it's bad enough in politics with no term limits, but careerism in the military, you, you can't have anything in the institution that affects its meritocracy when the institution is designed to protect America, right? I mean, that doesn't, that, that's a non-starter for me. Any, anybody, like if, I, <clears throat> if I'm a general officer and one of my brigade commanders says, gives me the impression that he's operating from a point of view of trying to advance his own career, I would fire that motherfucker immediately, even if it meant my own job. It would be worth it to take one of those assholes down and set an example. 
and lose my own job. And nobody's willing to lose their no, own job. No one's anymore. losing. Not losing. until you're Secretary of Defense. Could you imagine though? And here's what they <clears> here's what they don't they don't they didn't think about. Like, if if one of those Joint Chiefs stood firm and said, you know what? We're not gonna we're not gonna play this COVID vaccine mm. game, and I'm not gonna give that order to my service. Yeah, that person would have been martyred for life. They would have they would have had the backing of our entire community, past and present, veteran status. They would have wrote a book. It would have soared to the fucking top of the charts, and we would have carried that 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 person would have been held in the highest regard that that we've we've had in yeah. a general officer up to this point. None of them did that. None of them thought like that. None of them, none of them even thought of, hey, maybe I should just stand up for what is right, even if it costs me my job, because they would just force retire them. Mm -hmm. But you would go down in history as the one that said, I'm not going to give that order. And you don't think that that comes with power and unity and fucking, and, and, and it forces the other three's hands because now your service is looking at everybody at their top going, well, the Marines or the army guy did it for them. Yeah. When are you going to do it? Like we would have won that. We would have won that social fight had one stood up. But I mean, you've got, but that's the, got, that's the, the core principle of leadership in my, in my opinion. And the way I phrase it is in the absence of leadership, be a leader, right? Like people are counting on you to stand up when nobody stands up. Whoever, whomever stands up is going to be the leader and it might be a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you don't stand up, if you, that, that's the whole premise of this show, this idea that you can sit around and wait for your rights to be delivered to you on a silver platter <laughs> is fucking absolute nonsense. Well, it's because our generation didn't have to fight for anything. No. Like, <clears throat> and to so, the point of these secretaries of defense as well, other than uh, uh, Hegel, who was a former paratrooper himself, the rest of these dudes are all on the boards of companies or our C-suite companies who profit from places like Qatar and UAE and uh, uh, Saudi Arabia and play and stuff like that. And Russia, even uh, Ukraine, all these places. So the, the trajectory for a secretary of defense, instead of using that fucking using the wealth of your knowledge, position and experience towards the common good, you fucking become a lapdog. And then you convert that into a salary later. That is a piece of shit as a human being, right? Yeah. I mean, how, how, how could you fucking dare do that? I don't understand that idea. Like we, we know in the veteran community, there's a lot of people that are on the grift from time to time. Um, but it's nowhere near as bad as, as American politics. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not even close. And I'm, I mean veterans inside of American politics specifically, uh, whether it be politicians or or people that are in bureaucratic positions well like you had the beginning of last week you you had one of the generals in the air force talk about how um you know american pride and pride of country and service is not resonating with this new generation for recruiting so they're so he's like essentially demanding we need to find a new uh, uh a new way because this isn't working. Well, why do you think it's not working? Because you just showed the, the, the world, the country that you're going to let you're you're going to leave your people flat on their face mm -hmm. and you're willing, you're willing to let other countries control 
our politics inside our own military force. You're going to get rid of your best experienced warfighters when they disagree with, you know, a, a mandate that's coming down. Mm -hmm. Like, like, so what do you expect? You I think you think all of a sudden an 18 year old is that excited to get into the military after he just watched this all happen the last two years on social mm -hmm. media? No, not at all. No, not at all. Um, and that's so there's the, your sign. There's your fucking science behind. I mean, it. I mean, begin with the oath of enlistment in the first place. It's I will support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Right. Which means the principle is what we're fighting for. The principle the, like, and if you lose that principle, if it's not if the if the cause isn't just anymore, then the fucking oath of enlistment doesn't mean anything. And what do these people think that that foreign and domestic meant? Do they think that domestic meant fighting the citizens of the country do you think that's how we wrote the constitution because it doesn't show up like that anywhere else as a matter of fact we have the the second of the uh, uh amendments in the bill of rights is specifically designed to arm the people against an oppressive government you know what i mean yeah. so it's like what exactly is the expectation there from from leadership and that's why it's important to have a true north when we were going through the process of really turning black rifle into a company one of the most important parts of it one that evan was we went through multiple iterations but one that evan was hyper focused on was the mission statement yeah like what in any environment no matter who's working at what job or in what situation what's a fucking sentence i can look back to and know how i should act in this specific situation right, right? and that's what it is i mean i don't know what it is now we deliver coffee and culture to people love America I think was it's, the last yeah, one that was the last one but there it's been updated since and it's the first uh, it's right in her about us what, what is it now I'll pull it up yeah pull it up I'd be interested to see what it is but that's that's the ethos right like uh, you have to be rooted in principle you can't have it is unfortunate I think that we have we have popularity contests to decide who lead our country. Yeah. I think that's kind yeah, of stupid, that's, to be honest. But it's a result of, of the voters being lazy, too. It's not just the politicians' fault. I mean, we talked about this recently this week. Was uh, You're telling me that this is the best we have to offer? Yeah. yeah. Like, come yeah. on. No, the best we have to offer are out creating businesses and wealth for themselves. They're out doing scientific research. They're out becoming doctors and shit like that. Black Life for Coffee serves coffee and culture to people who love America. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the same yep. as it was since, what, 2018, I think, is when yep, we decided on that one. Yep. And that's... So if you're, ever, if you're an employee at the company, whether it's at the C-suite or middle management or finance or even at one of the stores somewhere... You know exactly what the intent behind every single thing that Black Rebel Coffee does, and that's it, right? So if you have a question like, oh, I don't know if we would do this, I don't, because you're not going to be able to peer into the minds of uh, Matt, Jared, and Evan, and, and the rest of the team. You just don't know what people are thinking all the time. Like, how would he act in this situation? And, you know, look, it's good to have role models and stuff like that, but any good role model would tell you how I would act in this situation is based upon the principles that I believe in. These are the principles we've all agreed upon. And the very first one is I'll support and defend the constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Yeah. And that should be every, every single person's <clears throat> credo inside, inside that organization. And in this, <clears throat> in this instance, the organization is, but I, I feel like the organization was rightfully targeted and here's why. Wh which organization? The, the DOD. Oh yeah, for sure. hundred percent. And it yeah. is, it was because 
the Democrats in the left side of the country knew that that all of our all of our our hired guns and our muscle and our our sergeant of arms mm. was made up of people that thought way differently than them. Right. So how can they weaken that? Sure. Because it's the same they thing to do with power. Same this with police. Power yeah. grab. It's the same with police. So for authority for authoritarianism to happen, particularly in a large scale in a in a country like this, you have to have collaborators, right? Yeah. You, the people that sit at the intersections of rights and uh, uh, I, I guess arrest powers or prosecution or enforcement, you have to control those people. And a good way to get you you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna trick people like us into being uh, like agents of the state. Yeah. <laughs> that are out like taking people's guns and shit. That'll never happen. But what you can do is gerrymander the ranks of these institutions, the military and law enforcement, to make sure get that you only have the leadership. Yeah, the, weaken you, the fucking esprit de corps. You have get people to leave themselves. Yeah, you like, you have people self-select because they don't want to be part of a sycophant organization, and that's what's happened. And what was what was a <clears throat> what was a very easy and quick swing of the axe to to rid the people that think like that out of the organization. It took, and they use the COVID vaccine to do that. It took two years. Yeah. We're, this country is almost 250 years old now. It took two years. And it's taken a little bit longer with police, but it's a more disparate community because there's local police all over the place. We've got about 750,000 in the country, um, but they're all over the place. But we're seeing it in most major cities. As a matter of fact, I don't know of any major city that has uh, a net gain of police officers. Um, Austin is facing a crisis right now. They have <coughs> – actually, I've got data on this. Let me pull it up right quick. Austin. Um, boom, boom, boom. Yep. All right. So <clears throat> Austin currently has a to – they, they have billeted a total of um, – I think 1,600 police, and right now they have 300 vacancies. Oh, God. And they're losing about 80 people a month wow. to retirement or quitting. That's a, that's a bleed. Yeah. So they, they have about a 25% deficit right now. So a quarter of the police they need to perform sa safety and security in that city don't exist. because, And it's not because they fired people. It's because people are leaving. Yeah. Same thing with and New York. Same thing with Chicago. The mayors. Same thing with LA, right? And the way that they're handling it right now is the same way that the the first stage in which the military starts trying to recruit people whenever they need people, which lower is to the say standard. they lower the standard yeah. and then they up the pay, right? So you're getting a shittier product for more money, yeah. which is uh, economically speaking, not exactly the best. And when you're spending taxpayer money, it's even worse. <laughs> um, yeah, because nobody, nobody is ever graded on this and then held the task. That's it. Yeah. When, when was the last time we said, we, we looked in at a mayor and said, Hey, you screwed this up. You no longer get to be mayor. Like, cause it, but then we expect that to be left up to the people. Like, <laughs> but then you have an entire force inside that mayoral office that is attempting to cover up the actual facts oh, yeah. of the situation. So, so they have uninformed the, people. The way they do that is they reclassify stats. So yep. instead of, an attempted rape being a felony. Now they reduce it to a misdemeanor, right? That's because that would take out a whole bunch of, yes, it, it makes it, it makes it felonies. because they're, they don't count that as violent crime anymore. So violent crime numbers go by. It's called juking the stats <laughs> and it happens a lot at these uh, comp stat meetings. Um, 
But I, you know, a lot of these issues there, I think there's two solutions and whether or not they'll happen, who knows, but one is Republican federalism, which is to say we're in a Republic that has a federalist system of government and federalism means that power is reduced to the lowest possible level. The, the federal government has as little possible as is necessary to perform yeah. a few tasks. <clears throat> and then all additional power is returned to the state and local legislatures and to the people. Um, we may be beyond that at this point, but I think there might be a strategy of getting it back. Um, my strategy would be to focus really hard on local politics and then start the process of nullification. So here's an example. What county are we in right now? Kendall. Kendall? Yeah. So Bernie's in Kendall County. We run people here and take over Kendall County politically. And then we start the process of nullification, which means the city or the county stops paying dividends to the state until the state stops paying to the federal government. We require that of them. If they want to come start some shit, you got to be ready for that, right? Um, <laughs> that that's called nullification, and it, we've we've seen the result of nullification in two major ways in the past twenty years. One is weed, right? So California, Massachusetts just started selling weed. Fuck you, government. You yeah. can't stop us. Yeah, right? try it. And good, good on them. That's exactly how you should have. That's how the that states situation. are designed to work. Yep. And then they, the two same states, and then also New Hampshire and a couple of others, did the same thing with uh, gay marriage, right? They just said, this is not right for you to tell people what to do. It's none of your fucking business. So we're going to allow it. Fuck you. And they were right to do so, and it was very effective. And it can be very effective again and again and again. That's the way our system of government is meant to operate. But it only operates that way if people aren't fucking idiots, right? Yeah. And that's why one of the principles that we have is I'll put more into this country than I take out of it. And it, the implication is that you, <clears throat> and I don't know why this is such a strange foreign thought to people, but you have a duty to improve the situation that you are personally in. If you want, particularly if you want it to be good, if you're a nihilist and you don't give a shit, uh, that's fine. You can, you can do that if you want, but if you want to live in a good yeah, world, you, you have a responsibility to make it good your and town to keep to be it good. clean. You yes. want your town to be effective. Like pick up fucking trash, dude. Be what involved in local politics. It, it, and it's, Again, it harkens back to the, the premise of the entire show. You can either be a subject or a citizen. Those are your only two choices. You don't get to fucking choose some nebulous middle ground. I'm where, a sovereign yeah, citizen. It's, I don't know, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> I, was getting, I was getting attacked by a bunch of them on Twitter recently, too. It's like, that's the fine. sovereign citizen crowd. Guy, it's flat earthers. Go get, 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 pull all your money together and go buy an island in the Caribbean. And you can do that if you want. Or go to a county in the United States, take over that county politically and do what I just said. Then, you know what? Yeah. Fucking do it. And, and it's not a bad idea to do that. But just to drive around on publicly funded roads and say, oh, oh, oh. Well, I don't have to do what you say. It's just, that's the way a child thinks. I understand that you think it's not fair that power is being leveraged against you when you had no say in that power. And you're correct to feel that way. But the solution that you're presenting for it is asinine and childish and sophomoric. It's stupid. Well, it doesn't it's work. The ostrich approach. Let it's, me bury my yeah, head. It's the is ought fallacy bullshit that we're getting from the woke left. It's like, well, this isn't fair. So it shouldn't be this way. Okay, cool, man. <laughs> but it is. So it is that way. We, we, we can, we can do some stuff to, to level the playing field to some degree. But if you think every outcome and life is going to be fair. There's only one way to achieve that, and that is authoritarianism, right? The only way to, to really create uh, a quote-unquote perfect society 
is for people to not have choice. And if you're comfortable with that, move to California, move to New York, <laughs> believe me. And the see fuck how out. that's going. Yeah. I mean, people are fleeing these areas because they're imploding <clears throat> of the 10. But or, then you have like, uh, man, I, I, I spoke to, to someone a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, I was in Salt Lake and, uh, we were in the hotel bar and this guy lived in San Francisco and he was like swearing by San Francisco. And I was like, why? What part of San like, Francisco does he yeah, live in? I, I was like, well, I was like, it's trash. If he lives on like Potrero it's, Hill, he's it's probably not fine. Trash. Like I could go to the club seven nights a week. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's what the club, that's what, yeah. That, what that club, was, what it that was, what he, what it was he gay? equated. No, there aren't, the clubs in San Francisco are not great, except for in Castro, the gay clubs. I'm they they seem to have a good time like there. This was, this was what made San Francisco, even when I told him, like, mm. I, paid, I paid more than almost half for my house than he did, and, and he had less than a quarter of an acre and mm. three bedrooms. Like, <laughs> and, it, and he still was defending it of, no, it's amazing, and, and he, but he couldn't, he couldn't tell me why. Like, and then refuse to even talk about the homeless population. The, oh, I'll tell you exactly. Like he started telling me about, uh, somebody stole bikes out of it, right out of his garage. And I go, what do you have a gun? He was like, why would I have a gun? So people like, steal so bikes you out go of your downstairs garage. and you make sure they don't take you. He's like, they're just bikes, man. Like it's, <laughs> it's my property. <laughs> but that's that's this, the this thought is, process that's in their heads. Oh my god! Like like it has been Here, it has been indoctrinated. Let me let me like, solve this for you right quick. So the <laughs> argument that people like that make, they will say, so you're saying that your property, you're you're making a judgment a that your life, property yeah. is worth more than their life. Like no, they're deciding they're, that my yeah. property is worth more than their life because yeah. the rule is if you come steal my property, you get dead. <laughs> yeah, but as as soon as I started asking, like, well, what if what if they decided to go upstairs while you guys are there? Mm -hmm. What do you do? He had no answer. No answer. There is a there are uh, uh, a lot of people, and I don't know if it's just dumb, dumb dude machismo or if it's too many movies, but they think in the moment they're going to rise to the occasion and be able to fucking fight people. Like, no, dude, that's not how it works. Do you know why we're <clears throat> good at this stuff? Is because we do it for a thousand hours. You know what I mean? Before we ever actually get into I, the I actual know. situation. I don't even know if it's that. I think I think they're just around such weak circles that. When a bunch of weak people get together and they all justify their weakness, it gives you a false sense of security. Mm. Like, yeah. I mean, we see that in, the, in the incel bullshit, world, yeah. in the world of all these these clowns that you know claim to be more patriotic because they didn't join the military because oh, yeah, they yeah. because yeah. they weren't a a, <clears throat> a, a, a servant to mm. Israel. Like, like no, what what happened was is they all just got together and they all started sucking their own dicks. Yeah, and then they all they all used their own excuses to make themselves feel better, and now they feel powerful because there's a group of them that yeah. all have the same excuse. No, you have an excuse, dude. Like, women are just they don't respect real men anymore. Like, oh yeah, they do. <laughs> As a matter of fact, when World War III starts, uh, feminism will be gone entirely. <laughs> yeah. Feminism will not exist in Western society once World War III begins. You know why? <laughs> because because the, women aren't going to be lining up to join the fucking army. No. They're not going to be lining up to fucking- I don't think our own will line up to join That's anything. I'm talking specifically about our own. Yeah. Women in America who are feminists I'm talking right about now, our own men won't be lining oh, yeah, up to no, join. They're no, going to- no. What? World War III? No. No, that's not for me. I, I've got a Twitch account. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I've got flat feet. I and, guarantee uh, you, asthma. like you're gonna see the green, like the whole. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. no. I'm a Twitch streamer. Like yeah. I already have a job. No, you're being drafted. It, no, it'll be interesting to see what the deferments for yeah. military service are, and <coughs> in this day and age, they just gonna, have to get rid of them. It's gonna be like get rid of all of long them. COVID. I've yeah. got long COVID. I've got long so, COVID. <laughs> Which is not, this, that's not a thing. Come on, man. It's, you know, people, I saw something funny the other day. There are people trying to sue the federal government right now because they want to file for permanent disability from long COVID. Yeah, because we bred that yeah. into them. It's because they're having to go back to work. We've made a generation of takers. And I don't just yes. mean things like uh, welfare, food assistance, or unemployment. I mean, takers, generally speaking, people who like our military commanders are more concerned about their personal outcome than the outcome of the group. So in a, in a, in a good society, in a great society, the government or institutions or the society itself promotes the individual liberty, the, the liberty of the individual and the, the individual promotes the success of the group, right? That is the, the, what people refer to as a social con there is no social contract because i didn't get a fucking thing to sign i didn't agree <laughs> to any of this shit i'm just saying the the concept of the social contract contract in, in western society particularly in american society is that the systems of power will respect the rights of the individual and the individual will use its rights to promote the success of the group everybody right freedom and liberty only exist if they exist for everybody that's a it's a core concept for america and instead, what we have <clears throat> are, uh, is a system of government and institutional power that promotes group success and group rights over the individual. And then we have individuals who only care about themselves. Yeah. We're doing everything wrong that we could possibly do wrong. So when I say that, I'm, what, the point is, it's not just the government. It's not just the politicians. It is all of us. Yeah. It's all of us doing the same thing, right? We're all, we're all making the same mistake in one way or one direction or another, which sounds harrowing. It sounds demoralizing. It sounds depressing and hopeless. But the reality is we created this problem and we can solve it. You know what I mean? You can solve this problem. If you're concerned about the government intruding into your fucking community, find the problems they're solving there and go solve them yourself. You know what I mean? If the government's spending too much money and wasting taxpayer money cleaning up the streets or something like that, go fucking clean them up yourself and tell them to get fucked. You know what I mean? That that's a kind of a specific example, but there's a lot of ways to do this. If you're worried about welfare spending, like I said before, all of these rich dumb dumbs in corporate America, uh, in finance, with BLM and shit in their in their bios and in their fucking uh, doing diversity training at work, that go help people start businesses. <laughs> yeah. Give them the tools give to them get jobs, themselves. Give them fucking this, purpose. This, teach a man to fish, man. Is, is a core concept of Western society and has been for 3,000 goddamn years now. You empower the individual and the individual makes society better. That is the whole point. And, and what, what kind of building do you upgrade the roof first? You know what I mean? Like if, this, if your house was in disarray right now, if your like, shingles were falling off, the fucking uh, support beams were, were rotting out, and then the roof is all rusty, which one do you fix first? No, the foundation. Yeah. Right? You don't fix the fucking roof. You don't, you don't direct energy and attention to the roof first. We don't do top down shit because it doesn't make sense. There's yeah. a, there's a, there's gravity to society. Everything fucking flows upward, but all the pressure goes down. You know what I mean? And yep. 
it, it just doesn't make sense that we do it this way. But again, the good news is that you can solve these problems, not all of them and not right now. You can't solve hunger, right? Yeah. But if you see a hungry person, you could solve that motherfucker's hunger right now. Right? Yes. And how many people does it take when we have a poverty rate of 19%? It takes about 19% of the community to then engage with that impoverished community and improve that situation. We can't even marshal 20% of our people to do the right thing. <laughs> and then we sit around and bitch and complain about how bad our lives are. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense. No. But it, I understand it in, in concept. People feel hopeless because they don't know what to do. And it's because we don't have any leadership in this country anymore. No, there's none. The people that used to step into public service and business as leaders now are just in it for themselves. And this is just the, the natural flow of that, right? It's societal decay. It's how it happens. Well, we'll see. I yeah. mean, we're either, we're either on, you know, the last few years of the fourth or uh, sixth century where, mm. where Rome was done. Yeah. And then they went backwards in time for about a th 1400 years. Yeah. I mean, it does kind of feel like we're getting back into some form of feudalism, doesn't it? Where there's going to be a couple of powerful people per region yeah. that control things. And then everybody that well, we're everybody has to for work for them. Going backwards. Maybe it's not the worst thing to go backwards a little bit. Maybe you know that's I mean? the cycle. Yeah, it like, could who be. Who knows? We'll we see. Are, we are one 80-year blip on a fucking timeline yeah. that you know is about <clears throat> 2 billion years long. 2 billion years long. Who cares? <laughs> it is... Uh, it is... I mean, the salute... You, you do two things, and it's, it's good advice in any situation. You hope for the best and prepare for the worst, right? You hope yeah. for the best by doing the right thing and helping other people lift themselves up and fighting back against tyranny. You prepare for the worst by making sure that you can survive if all of this falls apart yeah learn to farm bitch learn to plant <laughs> seeds uh learn to fucking slaughter animals learn to find clean drinking water just go to seer school yeah and just we just got to put all of america through seer school okay <laughs> and then and then we'll be good all right well uh this has been good it's been a while uh since uh or I've been meaning to have you on for a while. It's good we had the opportunity to do this. Is there anything else you'd like to share with no, the audience before we get is, out of here? This is, this is great. No. Be a citizen. Mm. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> drink Black Rifle coffee as well. Yeah. Heck yeah. I drank a shitload of it this morning. <laughs> um, and uh, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been Citizen.